Hello everybody and welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of adult children of alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Also, please take a moment to rate our podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. It will help others find the podcast. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting to attend, go to adultchildren.org and click on Meetings. This week we're hearing a recording from a meeting back in March before the lockdown from my favorite speaker, me. And I say that hoping that you are also your own favorite speaker. Please enjoy. Can you give me a five and a one, please, Nick? Thank you. Hi, I'm Ann. Hi. Um, we didn't have a speaker tonight, and Leonardo, our speaker finder, texted me, and I'm like, I'll speak because um, I've been going through a I don't want to call it a rough time. I mean, there are people out there who are having a rough time, right? And I'm just having some feelings. Um, but I don't know. I think when you're going, when you're having a lot of feelings is the best time to speak. Um, I was thinking, I haven't been raising my hand a lot lately because I've been feeling really good. And I'm like, I don't know. It's I think it's really important to talk about when, about your successes and your recovery and when you're feeling well, but um, I really try every meeting I go to to like ask my higher power, like is it gonna be helpful if I share today or not, you know? Um, helpful to me or helpful to somebody else. And I don't know, I feel like there's been like months I've been coming here where I just was just like, I don't need to share and it's not gonna really help anybody. I have nothing that's really gonna be helpful. And I really believe that like other people need to share sometimes. When I first came in, I shared like three times every meeting, right? And I cried through the whole thing. And um, it's really nice to be able to come to meetings and be like, I can afford to just listen and be here for other people. You know, that's a nice place to be able to be. And uh, I, I sh it's, it's good that I'm there because I've been coming to these meetings every week pretty much for five years, you know? I remember when I first came to AA, I was just like, I felt like if someone didn't call on me when I had my hand raised that I would die. And I would like give people these special like looks so they would know how desperate I was to share. <laughs> and it worked. Like people, people sometimes, anyway, I'm getting off the topic. The topic is, um, working with your inner kids. And I, I just want to say, yeah, I really wanted to share today because I am like full of feeling, like way too much feeling right now. And um, it's humbling and it's good to know that um, I'm not done yet. The fact that I'm all these feelings are coming up and I'm feeling them, that means that when I get through them, I'm going to feel even better. I know that from experience. Like I have gone through long periods of not of just feeling like overwhelmed and like I was drowning in my feelings and I got through it and I felt the feelings and I dealt with the feelings and I came out to the other end and it's just like, it's just like, you know when, when you clean out the fish tank and uh, all of a sudden you can see the fish? <laughs> my fish tank never got that bad, that's a terrible. 
But um, yeah, after I get through those feelings, and I, it's sort of like you're kind of purifying yourself and you feel all the pain and it, go, it goes from like outside of you and like outside of your, runs down your nose and out of your eyes. And, and then like you do that for a few weeks and all of a sudden you can see the world more clearly. Like everything is brighter. Um, and you can hear other people more, right? You're more aware of the world and of other people and you're even more aware of like what's going on inside of you because you don't have all this garbage blocking it up. So even though like the last couple of weeks have been painful and very inconvenient, um, I know that it's worth sitting through these feelings. And I don't want to treat myself like my parents treated me where like every feeling I had, whether I was like laughing and happy or if I was sad and crying, they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to deal with it because it was not convenient and it was painful for them. I'm not going to treat myself like my parents did. Like the, the Am I about to say the buck stops here? Like, what, what a stupid cliche. I don't even know what that means. Anyway, I'm going to read a passage from the Red Book. Um, this is from Chapter 8, this little essay somebody wrote called Inner Child Number 3. I'm only going to read one paragraph that really hit home for me. My inner child is a person within me who was sick and who was afraid of me and all adults because he never got his expectations met. He never got the love. He never got the nurturing that a child should get. So the inner child is still seeking that affirmation. It's the child, the child of different ages within me saying, I didn't get this at 10 years old. I didn't get this at 12 years old. I didn't get this at 16 years old. I'm mad, I'm angry, and I don't know what to do about it. But I'm going to get my parents for it. I'm going to get everybody for it because my parents didn't give this to me. So I don't really know how to define what an inner child is. I know that I've, you're supposed to like identify a few inner kids. Like for me, the process is sitting down. Um, I'm a big diary journal writer anyway. So I'm going to be writing every morning anyway. So I sit down and I like, I'm like, hey, you in there, <laughs> what's going on? And then I just, I, you know, they talk and I type it out so I can see it. And I try to imagine that they're really there, that they're real people. And I just like, whatever they say, I, I write out. And then I'm like, like, I just want to get to know you better. That's it, right? That's all they want. They just want me to get to know them better and sit there and not argue with them and not tell them that they're right or they're wrong or ask how I can help them. They just want someone to listen to them. And sometimes they want to cry or they want to be angry and they just want me to be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what I do for my friends, too. <laughs> like, nobody wants your advice. And my inner kids don't want my advice, either. They don't want it. They don't want it any more than I wanted my parents' advice when I was growing up. They just want someone to listen to them and care about them. Care about them enough to want to listen to them and just want to get to know them better. Um, and I've met some cool people. One of my inner kids I named M14 because she's 14 years old. Um, I don't have time for all of my inner kids all day long. They, they have a lot of needs and I can't spend my whole day talking to my inner kids. I have a job and a dog and volunteer work and all of that good stuff. So I gave them all places to live and people to take care of them for me. 
So M14 is 14 years old. She lives in the East Village in like 1992 <laughs> in a boarding house. And there's all these like cool like bohemian types. Then she has dinner with them every night and they, they all just like <laughs> think she's so charming. And she doesn't have to go to school and she gets to walk around the East Village all day with her. She's this big white, pure white husky with blue eyes. And she wears like combat boots and a little cap, much like this cap I have now. <laughs> and, uh, and she takes notes on people. And um, she's really enjoying herself. And she's a long braid all the way like down to her knees. And uh, there's another one, um, little Anne. Poor little Anne. <laughs> but she has her own little bedroom, which like has a garden out back where every animal in the entire world lives. And every morning, they, I open the French doors and all the animals come in and surround her bed. And they take care of her all day, so I don't have to. So I try to think of, like, what's the best possible fantasy, dream, cool, awesome scenario for my kids? And, like, I give it to them. And then I check in with them. And I'm like, how's it going? Would you like an adjustment? But you know what? They're pretty happy now. When I first met my inner kids, they were so mad at me. Um, like, even, like, little Anne, the five-year-old, was, was like, like stealing cigarettes and stuff. <laughs> but I really, I didn't want to spend any time with them because they were so angry. And it was really painful. And they were, they were just so pissed at me for, I remember when little Anne said to me, like, she was talking about how, you know, my dad was an alcoholic and my mother was like a, re a religious fanatic and neither of them really were cool with me being a kid, you know, and, uh, she was talking about how, how terrible it was that she couldn't be herself at all. She always felt like nobody was by her side. And she said, and you know what? And you know what? You're worse than mom and dad. And I'm like, oh, yeah. She's right. I am. Like, every feeling I had was just like, no. You know, first I drank. Then I went for relationships. Then I got, like, super busy. Have you ever done that? Um, <laughs> but I would do anything other than sit down and feel my feelings. And I would try to talk myself out of them. Um, yeah, so many hobbies. And uh, so by the time I finally got around to doing this inner kid work when I was in ACA, they had been like, I had been an adult for, I don't know, 20 years, more than 20 years, and they were fed up with me. They were mad. And I had to sit there and just take it. Just like listen to them and be angry and let them 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 be angry. And, be angry. and um, I did not enjoy it. It was not fun. But um, they deserved it. Those, every part of me deserves to be recognized. And I don't want there to be any part of me that I don't know. Because if I don't know a part of me, that part can control me, right? If I don't know what part of me is thinking or feeling, that part is going to have its way with me eventually. Um, I might start saying crazy things to people. I'll lose my temper. I'll, you know, I'll, I'm like, why did I just open the refrigerator and eat like, like 15 eggs? I, not that I, <laughs> that actually has never happened. But, <laughs> but yeah, if you don't know yourself, that's when you engage in compulsive behavior, right? When you really know yourself and you kind of address those feelings and let those feelings come out, then you don't need to do those weird things. My sponsor, my favorite thing my sponsor ever said to me, my ACA sponsor was, if you don't take care of your inner kids, they will take you down. And it's true. People kill themselves. When your inner kids feel that hopeless that no one will ever listen to them or care for them, they will take you down. I don't want that.
So I just want to spend the last five minutes talking about my last couple weeks because like I said, they were kind of rough and I've been feeling pretty well. And like the last couple weeks, my, my inner kids just went like, poof. I feel like these feelings may have come up because I was ready, right? I can only take so much. But I've, I've, been fe I've been feeling so solid, and I've been feeling this like presence within me that you could call like the loving inner parent, but I'm just like, there's a part of me that knows now that um, I can endure a good deal of pain, and that I can count on a connection to a higher power to tell me what to do, and to help me do the right thing to take care of myself. So, and I have a lot of really great friends. I have this group. So, you know, I've, there's a part of me that's like, it doesn't matter what comes up. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. So I went home. Uh, my uncle, my uncle died. And uh, I've been d doing pretty well with the trips home the last couple of years. I haven't felt that kind of like backlash you often feel where you go home and then like you feel like you've been hit by a truck. You know, and the, the next two weeks are like a nightmare. But I have one of those experiences again. And even when I was visiting my folks, um, I just had a real reversion to that feeling of wanting everyone to tell me how great I was. I wanted to be the center of attention in the family. I was just like really like looking at my dad and like trying to like get his attention and trying to see like how much he was like approving of me. And I haven't felt that way in a long time. And it was painful. Um, and I came back and I'm like, well, I'm looking for affirmation again, so I, I have to give that to myself. So I'm like, oh, Anne, you're so talented, la, la, la. And, uh, but it wasn't really helping. And I just started feeling more and more anxious and more and more strange. And I started waking up at 3 a.m. And I've come to know now that when I wake up at 3 a.m., it's because my inner kids are like, hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> we want time with you. Um, and so finally, a few days ago, I was like, fine. And I hadn't been writing to them in my diary for a while, but I was like, all right, I'm going in. And the first thing that happened, which I thought was so cute, is um, I often think of like my true self as being like my sort of eternal self that's sort of like part of the great, you know, universe, la, 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 la. And uh, so I think of that as like my true self. And my kids were like, hey, ma, um, we just want to tell you how much we appreciate all the hard work you've done over the last few years. And I'm like, wow, I didn't expect that. And then they gave me a trophy and it said self of the year on it. And I was just like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I know that I'm not making my inner kids up because I would not make this up. Like it's just too weird. <laughs> um, but then, You know, they were, they still, even though we've talked so much about what it was like growing up and what it's been like for them the last 20 years when I've been a grown up, they still needed to talk about it. They still needed to say to me, when I was two years old, there was nobody on my side. When there was five, when I was five, there was nobody on my side. When I was in high school, there was nobody on my side. When I was, you know, in college, when I first got married, there was nobody on my side. I was all alone. I was trying to figure everything out. I had no one to go to. Nobody approved of me. Um, 
It wasn't until I got into AA when I was 32 that I found people who were on my side. It's true. But they needed to go through that again with me, and they needed to cry about it again. And I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. And then the next morning, I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. And then I had to tell them, because they weren't aware of this, that the reason I ignored them and abandoned them for so long wasn't because there was something wrong with them. There, there had never been anything wrong with them or their feelings. And that it was really my fault, not because I was a bad person, but I was just deluded, you know? And I've had to reassure them about that over and over and over again. And um, I'm like, how long is this going to go on? Because I'm tired of crying. I'm worn out. But we made a deal that they would stop waking me up at 3 AM. <laughs> and it really worked. I'm like, I kind of bargained with them. Like, I'll talk to you every morning if you stop waking me up at 3. And I've been waking up of the alarm the last few days. Um, <sighs> so it's a weird thing to be going through. But like I said at the beginning of the share, I know it'll be worth it. Um, I don't want these feelings inside of me. I don't want them driving me. Um, I want to get to know this part of myself. And I'm not afraid of it. I can like feel these feelings. I mean, like this part of this is like, oh my God, this is too much. And then there's another part of me that's like, wow, this feeling is super interesting, right? It's an interesting and crazy and wild thing to experience. So that is where I am right now. I'm out of time. Thank you. Thank you.